Back here on Show Me Today, a case of measles has popped up in the St. Louis area from someone traveling internationally. Elisa Nelson talks to state epidemiologist Nathan Kafarnis, who says measles are still around the world, but don't freak out. Why don't you give us the latest on this case, Nathan? The biggest thing now is, you know, we, we have a confirmed case of measles in, in the St. Louis area. Um, the good news is that, you know, whenever we have a case like this, we're looking for um, contacts to that case, people that were in the same area as them, maybe had direct um, contact with them. Uh, and when and luckily, this individual um, was in a few different um, locations that were already included in the press release all locations that keep good records. Um, so that's that's good news. And what that allows us to do is reach out directly to those uh, contacts, you know, alert them that they may have been exposed to measles, uh, ask them uh, about their, you know, vaccination status, things like that. And then, you know, have those individuals isolate and monitor themselves for, you know, a period of time, basically 21 days to from the contact to make sure that they don't you know, become cases themselves and expose others. So all that's been happening in the background. Um, we still put out that press release just in case somebody gets missed, um, you know, from that, that group. But we're pretty confident that, um, you know, the large majority um, of contacts uh, for this, this case have been included um, in those direct contact. Have been, you know, already reached out to via phone and things like that. So that's the good news. Um, the unfortunate news is, it's now just a waiting game. So, uh, you know, that case is not infectious anymore. Uh, but, you know, it, it from the time that somebody gets exposed to measles to when they onset uh, with, with measles themselves is anywhere between 7 to 21 days um, after that, that exposure. And so we're really just in a waiting game. And we, you know, we hope that we don't see additional cases. Um, we've had some situations that were similar in recent years where we didn't, um, that we're very fortunate. Uh, but there's always a possibility that we'll see some additional cases down the road and, and have to kind of do this all over again. Okay. So um, talk to me a little bit about measles, you know, the symptoms. Is it highly treatable, highly contagious, um, that kind of stuff? Because I, I want to know, should people be freaking out over this? Sure. Certainly not freaking out, but it, it is a concerning um, illness. It is very, very contagious. Um if we were talking about a situation where, say, you had a case in a group of people uh, where none of them were vaccinated, which, which thankfully is not not typically the case in the United States. We have very good vaccine coverage for measles. Um, but if you had an individual, say, like go to some group or something where no one was vaccinated, you'd expect that one infectious case to infect 12 to 18 other people in that group. So it, it spreads very, very easily. And in fact, we have to worry about you know, if someone is in a space, even after they leave for up to two hours later, we are worried about the, the possibility that someone could pick it up because it's airborne and, and, you know, someone just passing through the space that's susceptible uh, could get measles that way. So that's something we look at when we figure out who's a potential contact. You don't have to have uh, interacted directly with the case. You could have just been in the space they were in even up to a couple hours later. So. It is very serious. It is very concerning, um, but, you know, definitely not freaking out. It's it's thankfully, you know, we do have pretty good vaccine coverage in the United States still, uh, even with some of the skepticism around vaccines that we're, we're dealing with these days. Um, measles is pretty rare in the United States. So, so far, uh, including this case in the United States so far, only 19 cases of measles 
uh, in the entire U.S. And we have very good surveillance on measles. Uh, so I think so. one of the things we run into sometimes is that people think it's circulating in the community all the time. And that's just really not the case. It's it's a very rare condition uh, in the state of Missouri. We we feel really confident that we know about it when it occurs. It's almost always brought in from international travel or people who are uh, international residents that are visiting here. Very rare to see uh, cases spread inside the United States um, beyond just maybe like a few secondary cases when you do get you know one of these cases in your in your area. So that's the good news. Um, the challenges with measles is that you know it starts out very nonspecific. Um, so initial symptoms are a high fever, a cough, a runny nose, and maybe some red watery eyes. And that sounds like a whole lot of other things, including maybe some seasonal allergies and, uh, you know, different combinations of things. So it can be easily dismissed. Um, you know, we always think about measles and, and rash, um, but that comes later, you know, a few days later that, that the rash onsets. And that's usually kind of the first aha moment for medical providers to say, well, maybe this is, this is measles. And by then, um, you know, you've already got this sick individual who's maybe been out in public and to work and the school and the uh, doctor's offices, and, and we have to worry about all that. So um, it is uh, infectious to others from four days before the rash starts to four days after. So there's a pretty wide range, you know, eight-day range where they can spread that to others. And then uh, it can take between seven to 21 days with uh, two weeks, basically, the, the average for someone who's been exposed to onset with measles. So that's a real challenge, too. It's it's hard to keep people's attention for two to three weeks to wait and see if they develop illness. So those are really the challenges with measles. Um, and But, again, uh, thankfully, a, a rare condition at this point and, and something that we monitor very closely when it does occur. Does the rash show up in uh, certain places? Does it look a certain way um, from like your typical rashes to know that this might be measles? Yeah, that's a great question. And um, the real, so I would caution, you know, one thing, sometimes people try to, to um, diagnose rashes from say a picture or something. We, I mean, in my line of work, we are all guilty of that from, to a certain extent, like, you know, we want to see pictures and sometimes we say that oh, kind of looks like measles, that kind of doesn't. But um, that's really difficult to do because in truth, like uh, rashes are really hard to differentiate. Um, but when the rash does start, one thing that is very typical with a measles rash that isn't like um, necessarily other illness presentations is it typically starts on the face and the hairline. So basically at the head and then it spreads downward to, you know, the, the trunk, the main part of the body, the arms, legs, things like that. So that's definitely a piece of information we're always looking for is when did the, where did the rash start and then how did it spread? So if you get a rash that, you know, clearly started on somebody's like foot or leg or uh, torso or something, and then later it spreads to the head or that never had a rash on the head, that's a pretty good sign that it's not, not really a measles rash, which is, um, you know, helpful with diagnosis and things like that. Did this particular case, did it originate outside of the U.S. then? Was it brought in? Yes, yeah, so this this was an internationally related case for sure. Mm-hmm. State epidemiologist Nathan Kafarnis joined Show Me Today. There's uh, been a measles exposure in the greater St. Louis area, so he's here to share um, information about that case. 
I don't know about when I got a, v- a measles vaccination. So mm-hmm. my uh, so what I'm looking for is how what do people need to do to ensure that they can that they are covered, that they're protected at least or protected, better protected? Sure. That's a great question as well. You know, it's probably the number one thing is checking their vaccination records if they have them or if not, you know, maybe reaching out to their provider. It can be uh, it can definitely be a challenge when you get to adulthood and, uh, you know, maybe you've relocated different states or cities or things like that. Uh, finding and, and pulling uh, proof of those records can be really challenging for sure. So, um you know, but that is a, we do have a system that tracks vaccination. So if somebody was, um, you know, born and, and vaccinated in the state of Missouri, we're likely to have them in our statewide system. Um, and that's a, a, you know, a resource for health departments and, and that they can tap into. So that would be one way to check on that status. Um, like I said, oftentimes uh, those medical records might be required for uh, schools along the way or different types of employment. So people could kind of you know, reach out and see uh, what they've provided in the past to, to some of those places, what they have in their own personal records or their doctor's records. If there's doubt, you know, that they've received two MMR doses, uh, they can always uh, talk to their provider about, you know, getting getting brought up to date on vaccination. So that's uh, definitely something we would encourage, especially for, um, you know, like younger children, uh, school-age children, things like that. If, you know, uh, it's maybe been a, something where somebody hasn't seen the need because they don't hear about measles very often anymore. Like I said, it's a rare condition in the U.S. They haven't quite felt the need to get their child vaccinated, but now we know that you know there's potential for um, you know some additional cases in the city. Uh, it's almost back to school time. Be a great time to to go ahead and and start that process of of getting vaccinated. So um, again, it's a very effective uh, two two dose vaccine. It also protects for. Um, you know, other conditions too. So uh, it's the MMR shot, which measles, mumps, and rubella. So uh, that's uh, that's definitely something I would encourage. State epidemiologist Nathan Kafarnis, want to thank you so much for joining uh, Show Me Today. If you are tuning in and want to hear more, subscribe to Show Me Today on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri.